it's it's a fine line. You need to go in there and you need to be confident, but at the same time, you also need to be humble. If you think you're going to come in there and tell these guys that have probably on a panel of three to five men and women over a hundred years of experience between the five of them that you know more about firefighting than them, it's probably not going to end well for you. Enchanted Sky Media. Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again. Are you listening to this show thinking that you'd like to become a firefighter? If so, today is your lucky day. I'm talking with Michael Pertz, who runs the website FirefighterNow.com. He's made it his business to help people who want to join the fire service get ready to do it. Mike is a career firefighter who knows what it takes to get into this field. Mike Pertz, welcome to Code 3. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Let's start with the written testing process. What tips do you have for taking the written test in general? The tips that I would have for the written test in general is test, take as many tests as you can, um, even if they might not be departments or cities or municipalities that you want to work for. The idea is to get as much repetition in as possible. Now, there's going to be some people that will tell you, well, you shouldn't do that. You should pick out what departments you want to work at and only test there. But this is this this field and this job is too competitive. You need to get as much practice as you can. And you can always leave if you don't like the department you end up getting hired on. So that would be my first thing. The second thing would be make sure you go over the basics. You probably haven't looked at any sort of math or reading comprehension or anything like that since you were in early high school. Just go through those things again, freshen up on that, and you should be all set. Is there such a thing as a tutor for these tests? There is. Um, Actually, at Firefighter Now, uh, we're having a special on the membership where you can go and you can get access to the entire, uh, we call it the firefighter classroom where you can, they're just essentially tutorial videos of how to do all those old math problems that you haven't looked at and for, for a while, as well as all the interview stuff. So there is that as far as other firefighter civil service test specific tutors, I don't know any of any specifically that do that. Um, but I know there are some books you can get and maybe even, go to your local high school or community college or something like that, just to go over the basics of of that type of math problems and whatnot. So you're the place to go for this sort of thing then? Correct. Yes, sir. We uh, we cover everything from from anything that has to do with the written test and everything that has to do with the interview, and we even touch on a little bit of the chief's interview if you get that far. All right, once we pass the test, it's time for an in-person interview, or possibly more than one. How do we prep for that? So the first thing you're going to want to do is print off a set of questions. I mean, you can, we have, we have um, a, a list of 50 questions at Firefighter now that you can get of general questions that you can expect to face. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't want to use those ones or you want to find somewhere, some somewhere else or you, you know of others, I mean, you can get any list. And then you actually want to spend the time to sit down and go through those question by question, writing out what your answers are. So a question everybody gets in the interview is, why do you want to be a firefighter? Now, if you come in there with a cookie cutter answer, I want to help people. I want to do good for my community. That's all fine and good. 
but you have to realize every single person that comes and sits in front of that interview panel has said that exact same thing. So you want to do and say something and, 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 and take the time to, and put the effort into it to prepare to make yourself a little bit more unique, a little bit more memorable to the interview panel. Give me an example, and I'm not saying people should use this answer, but give me an example of what kind of answer to that question would be valuable. Sure. So I can give you I can give you kind of the answer that I gave is um, when I first got started in the fire service, I didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't have any friends. My my parents weren't firefighters or anything like that, so I knew nothing about it. And when I was asked that question, I answered as honestly as I could. So before I get into firefighting, I was a I was a soccer player. I actually played professionally for a couple of years. And what, truthfully, what drew me to the fire service the most is it's it's essentially like a team sport. You're being a part of a team. You're being a part of something. And while yeah, you get the opportunity to serve the community and help other people, sure. But for me, it was about being a part of something more, being a part of uh, of a team that that reaches a goal. So for me, that was my answer, and that that kind of stands out because it's not the typical. I want to do. I want to do good. I want to help. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It sounds as though what you're saying is we should reach down deep and actually tell them why you want to be a firefighter, not try to give an answer that will get the right response. Correct. Correct. All right. Some guys think their own chances in an interview. What are things we should not do or not say? Things to not do and not say, first off, <clears throat> it's it's a fine line. You need to go in there and you need to be confident, but at the same time, you also need to be humble. If you think you're going to come in there and tell these guys that have probably on a panel of three to five men and women over 100 years of experience between the five of them that you know more about firefighting than them, it's probably not going to end well for you. But at the same time, you also should come in with your head held high, confident, chest out, um, prepared. So things not to say. Uh, I, I highly recommend that people stay away from questions related to how much time off do you get, um, how much money do you make. And although those are those are valid questions and that those will factor into your final decision, the interview is not the time to find those things out. So I would stay away from things like that. Um, I would stay away from trying to make any jokes or, or try and be clever or funny. Again, this is a professional environment. You need to show up. With a with a suit and tie on, if, I mean, if you're a, if you're a woman with a skirt and a professional blouse, this isn't the time to make jokes and try and be clever. So what you're saying is it's like any other job interview. Absolutely, absolutely. But I would I would I would say that the difference between a normal interview uh, for you know a, a job doing accounting or whatever else somebody may may be applying for in the fire the fire interview is a it's a panel interview typically. Um, so you're going to get questions from more than one person. And B, a lot of times on the panel, they'll have somebody that's there to to test you. In, in the fire service, there's all sorts of different personalities on every department. A lot of times they'll have somebody in there that might be a little more aggressive, that might try and question you on answers that you give. So you need to be prepared for that. Now, how does that work? Is that somebody who is... A ringer who is chosen to make you try to rattle you? It, it all depends. Um, I've heard of some people, of, of some departments, of candidates that have gone through that have had that experience. And when they got on the department, it turns out that, yeah, they bring, they bring this particular person into the interview just to rattle them to see how they respond. Other people, like I said, it's just different personalities. So I might give an answer 
that I think is a great answer that they might question me on it. For example, the, the example I gave you earlier about why I wanted to be a firefighter, um, somebody could come back and say something, well, this isn't a team sport. This is a lot more serious than that, which you're right. So it, it, it all depends. Uh, maybe they do it on purpose. Maybe it's just their personality. <laughs> do you have some tips for a strong finish to the interview? To finish off the interview strong, a, a question that comes up quite a bit from different candidates is, should I prepare questions for them? And my recommendation to them is, yes, absolutely. You should always have at least one try for two and have those questions already prepared and ready in your mind before you go into the interview. Again, don't start asking about money or time off or, or <clears throat> making jokes or anything like that. Um, but I think as the fire service progresses, and this is kind of controversial with some people, especially the older school firefighters, is the old mentality was you're new, you're an interviewee, you don't, you, you only speak when spoken to. And I think the more progressive the fire service gets, they want to hear your feedback. They ask you, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I have a question about what's your onboarding process like? How long is the probationary period? What is that like? What other opportunities are there for training? I mean, there's so many other good questions that can show that you're interested in that particular department and learning more. And I think that only reflects well on an individual. Do you think it's probably better to ask a question or two than to say, no, I don't have any questions? I would say yes. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you're not going to get chosen to go to the next, maybe chief's interview or get chosen for uh, uh, the next round or whatever that is, depending on how the process goes, because you don't ask any questions. But I think it makes you look better. And again, it's so competitive. You want to do everything you can to uh, stand out. Okay, Mike Pertz, thanks for joining us on Code 3 today. Awesome, thank you. We've put the link to Mike's website along with a few other resources on our website, code3podcast.com slash employment. That's where you can find out about Mike's book, Mastering the Firefighter Interview, and his online classes. Go ahead and check it out. Now here's Holly. Thanks, Scott. If you haven't become a patron of Code 3 yet, now's your chance. All you do is click on the Patreon link on our website, Code3Podcast.com. You can make a monthly pledge to support the podcast. We want to make this the best show we can, but we need you to join us. What's Code 3 worth to you? A dollar a month? Five? Ten? Maybe more. And when you pledge, we have some nice rewards for you. So don't wait. Do it today and become a patron of Code 3 right now. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until next week, see ya. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.